Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, welcome to the Dogcast. It's brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, uh, Tim Edwards, uh, back from a spell, as it says here, Sean, and uh, I say good morning to you and welcome to the Dogcast. Yeah, good morning, Tim. Yes, we uh, thankfully had... um uh, Todd Gray fill in yep. very nicely last week, but it's great to have you back on board. Um, hope you enjoyed your uh, a very short break away. Yeah, first up today, looking forward to it. Uh, we review the week that was in SA Greyhound Racing this week, and of course we preview the big National Straight Track Championship final at Murray Bridge on Wednesday. We also preview the National Champion State and Distance final at Angle Park on Thursday night. Some wonderful racing there at headquarters Thursday night. We'll also interview Colin Swain, one of our local Greyhound trainers here in South Australia. It's all coming up on this week's edition of the Dogcast. The Week in Review. Yeah, the Week in Review and what a week it has been. This is all thanks to Chase's Restaurant, famous all-you-can-eat buffet. It's only $40 every Thursday night. That includes your first drink, Sean. It's a great bargain. You get plenty of different varieties of food and uh, great for the kids as well. There's a massive uh, dessert bar there. Absolutely. Um, it's not surprising to see the um, people get to the dessert first and then look to the mains, which is not surprising. Even the adults get to the dessert first. Yeah, it's a wonderful buffet, only $40 each and every Thursday night at Chase's Restaurant. Righto, let's look back at the week in review, Sean. Let's go back to Murray Bridge, the the heats of the straight track championship. Of course, we'll touch on the final, which is on this Wednesday, a bit later on. But let's go back to the heat winners. Let's go back, first of all, to win some money, who uh, led all the way from box seven. He ran 29, I should say, 1946. He was impressive, Sean. Yeah, he was very good, Steve Coates. He's got this greyhound flying. It showed plenty of speed around the circle. Um, has uh, won uh, prior, won the week before on the straight track, win some money. So that was its second look. 1946, high speed greyhound. And again, good. Steve Coates um, only has a very small team, but good to see him make a, a high quality final. He's won two in a row now, win some money. Uh, kisses for Clota for Ray Fewings, ran 1941. She was impressive as well. Yeah, she's a very up and coming type for Ray Fewings. Again, uh, he's going to have a lot of fun with her. Again, really good speed. She showed her high class in the Gawler Produce Series recently um, and again she has had experience on the straight track prior to those heats last week and all goes well for her in the final. Yeah, she was uh, another heat winner. A Panhandle Slim. Now, this is a dog that I want to get your thoughts on. Look, I watched his replay. He took about 25, 30 metres to get going. And then once he did, the acceleration he showed from that point onto the winning post was simply outstanding. He ran 19.23. He's a dog that's always had ability. And look, if he gets a clear run, Sean, he wins, surely. Yeah, I think he's the class in the race. Well, we were fortunate enough to speak to Ray Murray last week, and he gave us a great insight into the uh, the, the things he's had to go through to get Panhandle Slim back onto the track. And uh, you know, twelve months ago, this greyhound was uh, one of the top couple of greyhounds in South Australia on the back of winning the Gawler Produce Final in brilliant fashion. Went to Melbourne with the Thompsons, um, did terrifically well, winning a number of races there, but then got injured. Ray um, got him back to the track, down the straight track's perfect for him. You're right there, Tim. He's not the ever been the quickest greyhound out, and I think 
between Gawler and Angle Park, he was always a better Gawler dog than yeah, Angle definitely. Park dog. Um, so a few strides to get going. He has drawn um, seven, but at the straight track, they're all running in a straight line, and it's mm. the way they're running. So he's definitely the greyhound to beat, um, and he's a, a classy individual. And what a great training performance it would be to to, to get him to uh, certainly to make the final, and then if he could progress to Hillsville, that would be great. Yeah, it certainly would. Fantastic. Axel won the other heat, ran nineteen thirty from box one. Things went this greyhound's way, though. Sean, I think uh, had a nice clear run from box number one. Not sure if we'll get the same sort of luck on Wednesday. Yeah, drawn out a little bit, and we'll go through the field shortly. Um, but uh, fantastic Axel. Again, high-speed greyhound, these um, uh, greyhounds um, which have ex-New South Wales, uh, mm. back into South Australia. Um, again, high-speed greyhound. Yeah, I, I just don't know off the track. I think there's a, a fair bit of bit of speed to the inside, and I think they do want it their own way, um, mm. these fantastic dogs. But... He is a, a brilliant speedster. So, I mean, if he pinches enough of a break, he mm. will definitely be hard to beat. Yeah, Panhandle Slim running the quickest time there, 19.23. Fantastic. Axel ran 19.30. But both the other two heat winners were impressive as well. Win some money and kisses for Clyde. I can't wait to see that race on Wednesday. Let's turn our attention back to the heats of the uh, the national sprints uh, last Thursday night. We had uh, a couple of them there at Angle Park. Uh, let's look back to Kenya Chase's uh, win there, Sean. Um what did you make of Kenya Chase's performance? Because I looked at it again last night at the replay. I thought it won well, but nothing super, super about it. Yeah, I mean, Kenya Chase, uh, again, we touched on last week, just with um, has probably the most ability of um, the, the final field, um, to be fair. It's an up, a dog on the way up, but it's not brilliant out. It's mm. a 450 dog, and to be fair, to be fair, it got a little bit of luck it early. Was very lucky. Um, because it was got to be caught in traffic and yeah. then runners ran a bit wider. He got a nice run through, got to third, um, and then ran home stronger than the other two on the, ins- on the inside. A good performance. He'll certainly have to be more switched on on Thursday night. Um, but my concern is um, where's he going to be in the run? And he might not get the luck as he did. Uh, last Thursday night. No, and I think uh, if he hadn't got that luck on the first corner, I'm not sure whether he would have won because where he was positioned as they went past the winning post was basically last. Uh, and he got that luck when they all ran off and he posited up at about third down the back and, and ran on well. But uh, from box three on Thursday night, it, it's certainly going to need a lot of luck. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, he's he's a, a, a good type. Make no mistake, and he can mm. run time off the clock. So um, it just depends on where he is. It's going to be a, it's a high quality final with a lot of speed, and the concern is just where he's going to be. But you know what? Um, he begins, he lobs, you know, third or fourth along the rail. The luck may be there for him again. He'll be yeah. he'll be coming home hard though. Yeah, he will. Thirty and seventeen. They ran in that heat. Now the other heat was fantastic. Yankee defeating Ebby Lamar. Now this is the one that uh, we'll touch on with Colin a bit later on. But fantastic Yankee won, uh, ran thirty and twelve. Ebby Lamar. I like the way he finished off. Now. He, he copped a little bump on the home corner as he straightened up. It probably cost him a length, maybe a length and a quarter. He finished on hard. He was still taking ground off fantastic Yankee close to the line. So where he's positioned on Thursday night in box one, which we'll touch on later, he certainly gets every chance. But fantastic Yankee won the heat. 
Yeah, won the heat in thirty twelve. Uh, he went very quick to the to the post, but he never got a, away from his rivals no. in the run. And again, I think he's a dog that he needs to be out and running and away from other dogs. And he's a high speed greyhound, but yeah, he never really got away from them. He drew box one. He was very short in the market. He, he gets a wider draw um, in the final. Um, he's gonna need a bit of luck to find the lead. But from the heat, he, he did a good job. To be fair, he was challenged. And he did break away, and Ebilamar copped a little bit of um, a Pratt turning for home, which cost it um, its winning chance. But Fantastic Yankee did did spear away and, and won okay. I mean, to be fair, Tim, and again, what did you think? Uh, the times of both heats, 30-12 and 30-17, probably not the fastest no. heats we've ever seen. And a couple of dogs on the night, like Fly for Fun and What a Key, both went broke 30 seconds on mm. the night. So just where... Um, the final lies. I mean, it, it's a great effort by all connections to make the final. Yeah. But the heats, I thought they might have gone a little bit quicker. Yeah, I'm in the same boat there, Sean. I thought so as well. And I actually think a couple of the place getters in those heats are going to threaten in the final on Thursday night. We'll touch on that in the preview. Just before we wrap up the week in review, the Golden Bone started last week too, Sean, which is uh, great news for Greyhound Racing SA, an initiative that gets hundreds of people involved in, in winning money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, started last week. Uh, I think there was close to 700 people uh, registered yeah, wow. um, and tipped. Um, I think the the leader tipped an amazing number of winners. I think he got like something like 10 winners yeah. uh, on out of the 12, which is a great achievement. I, I don't know whether that can last. No. Um, but it uh, goes for eight weeks. It leads us right up towards the Adelaide Cup uh, series, um, but really gets everyone involved. There's uh, 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 the, the rounds are quite exciting. So... Um, yeah, a lot of interest mm. and hopefully, you know, gets those people interested in greyhound racing, watching our racing, watching our product. Um, and yeah, as you say, $10,000 yeah, for, for the leading uh, mm. tipster there. Uh, great to be involved and people can still register. They can yep. still get involved. There's weekly prizes. So definitely get on board. Yeah, get on board. It's uh, The way it works is 30 points for if you pick a winner of each race, 20 points for second and 10 points for third. So if you could think you can tip most of the winners on the program, you can certainly get some money. I think $250 is first prize each week, uh, Sean. Yeah, from yeah. memory, yes. Yeah, if, um, if you're good enough to get the most points. Yeah, but as I said, anyone can register. Like anyone can register from now on. Um, the conditions do apply, but get on board, get involved. Um, it's a great concept, and uh, it, it hopefully it's been really successful, and this year should be no doubt. Yeah, that's the so. golden bone we're talking about. That was the weekend Review, thanks to Chase's Restaurant, or you can eat buffet every Thursday night. Only $40. That includes your first drink, only at the dogs. Now the kids are all at school. I was wanting a fur baby to keep me company, but we're always away during school holidays. Then one of the school mums told me about Gap SA's foster care program. <laughs> Not kids. That ship has sailed. Adorable retired greyhounds. They give unconditional love without back chat or needing extra pocket money. Now I'm the one getting pocket money. Yep, Greyhound Adoption Program SA give me everything I need, including a weekly payment. It's only a six-week commitment. Check it out. GapSA.org.au. Best thing I ever did. The Preview. Righto, the preview this week is brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Uh, search at the dogs SA and get on board. Free tips uh, basically for every metropolitan meeting. Sean, each and every week by uh, Todd Gray. Yeah, he does a great job. He's in red hot form and he likes to talk it up a little bit as well. So yep. good on him. Um, but yeah, I mean, free tips and he's got a fantastic strike rate. So again, 
Get on board, follow him for a bit of banter and hopefully some winners. Yeah, jump on Twitter. At the Dogs SA is what you need to type in. You'll get free tips. So, righto, let's have a look at this preview. First of all, for Wednesday, Sean, uh, the straight track final. What a fantastic final it is. We mentioned the the heat winners earlier on, but let's run through this draw. Box one is Alpha Rayon for Benny Rawlings. Two is Kisses for Clodagh for Ray Fewings. Three is Steel for Ray Murray. Four is Winsome Money for Steve Coates. Uh, now, five wins from Dylan at this stage, Sean, we believe is out of the race. Yeah, um, he's uh, hasn't pulled up too well, so, yeah, I believe he'll be out. He'll be out. Fantastic. Axel takes up box six, Elizabeth Chegia. Uh, seven is Panhandle Slim for Ray Murray. Eight is Hot Chevy, Adam Manton. And at this stage, Acoustic Lee and Canate are the two reserves. Acoustic Lee will come in if no other scratchings. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, fantastic final, Tim. Mm. Uh, great support from our uh owners and trainers for the straight track championship this will be the third meeting in a row since inception it's great effort to get uh, to get to this point by staff uh, the Murray Bridge Club mm. um, everyone involved um, and all goes well for tomorrow's final it's going to be race nine on the program yep. so don't be confused race nine to jump at 152 and yeah the first three place getters will represent South Australia in the big national final at Hillsville in uh, on the 18th of August. But yeah, what a great race and no doubt um, it's exciting to see Pan Andrew Slim. We spoke about him and he'll no doubt be the favourite. He's in great form and he's probably he's going to be my on-top selection for the race. Tim, how did you see it? It's a fascinating race because Kisses for Clodagh's got pace from the inside. Alpha Aon, you'd expect to be beaten for speed uh, by some of these. Uh, but he is a danger if he gets a clear run, Alpha Aon. We know how strong he is. It's just dependent upon how well he gets into the race in the first 50 or 60 metres. Fantastic Axel's the query dog for me. If it begins and can bring Panhandle Slim a clear run through, Panhandle Slim wins for mine. But if it doesn't begin and Panhandle Slim's a bit tardy, I, I even like win some money. I, I liked its win from Box 7 the other day. It just looked really naturally suited to the straight track racing win some money. It's got speed, uh, and if it can burn off early, still's not the quickest beginner out. It can get a clear run. I think if there's going to be value found in the race, it might be win some money. But I think you've got to have Panhandle Slim on top. But I just, I'm a little bit concerned of what Fantastic Axel does in the early part of the race, which uh, will certainly uh, represent how Panhandle Slim goes. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm in the camp that Fantastic Axel will begin quite quick mm. um, and give Panhandle Slim the run across. That's why I've looked at Panhandle Slim. Again, I mean, we're neglecting uh, Kisses for Clodagh for Ray Fewing. Mm. So not neglecting. That dog is in great form. Uh, she is on the improve. So to take on this high-quality field, she's going to have a lot of big races in her to come. Mm. Uh, but I just think that just the class edge of these other runners and a, a bit quicker will be um, – we'll, we'll just see her just not be able to get there in the end. So I'm looking at Panhandle Slim to win, Fantastic Axel for second. Um, I'm going to throw in Hot Chevy at some really good value um, – owned by um, Jane Jarman and, and James Norris, one of our marketing team. And he's, uh, she is going fantastic. Well, she made the Port Augusta Cup mm. final and she's qualified for this national final. She's out of her depth, but she could get a nice drag across. And I reckon just for value players, she could fill a hole there somewhere, um, but definitely panhandle slim. And um, he's my on-top selection for the race. And again, should be a great, uh, a great training performance if he can get up and win. 
Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great day. So I encourage everyone to get out there on uh, tomorrow yep. uh, for the straight track. It's a great meeting. So you're right up close to the action mm. where the, the, the restaurant is. So uh, it's going to be a great day. Yeah, 12 race program. The first uh, due at 11.32 on Wednesday. The last uh, race number 12 due at about 13 minutes to three. Should be a great day there at Murray Bridge on Wednesday. Now let's turn our attention to Thursday night, Sean. Um, we've got the national uh, final for the uh, distance and also the sprint. Let's have a look at the distance first, race number four. Gee, this is a fabulous race. Yes. <laughs> uh, looking through this field, I was thinking, uh, who goes up favourite? That's what I'd like to know. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously this year, with it being a best eight concept, uh, based on the, the staying numbers across Australia, they're, mm. they're all best eight finals on this Thursday night uh, coming um, it's drawn together a very, very interesting field. Um, I mean, we saw last week a Dinah Quota, which is a Victorian greyhound, win very easily um, against the locals. Mm. Um, and, I mean, Saldana was probably a little bit disappointing last week after being able to lead. I, I know that Judy Hurley's been getting getting her back from a little bit of a setback. She's gradually progressive. And a, a couple of months ago, she was the best stayer in SA. Mm. Um but I think there's a real mixture now of um, some 600-metre form, and we've got Master Chaos who is um, uh, lobbed into this race. He went super f- uh, quick uh, on Sunday night at Murray Bridge, a tick outside the track record over the 5.30, but he's never stepped over the 700 before. Yeah. Um, and Wes on Bamboo's another one uh, going really well over 600, steps up to 700. Equilibrium's a mm. Group 1 performer drawn one for Troy Murray, and um, he's only had one start in SA, and you know he's been off the scene for a couple of months, so it's a very, very interesting race. I think you could run this race four or five times and have different results each time we run it. More Run Bateman's one that I think will go around at a good price that we know will get the distance, that is pretty honest and puts in a, a good run every time it goes around. So I don't think there's a greyhound in the race, Sean, that you could say can't can't win. Agreed. Um, Soulgrave's Bindi, my boy Bean, they get home hard. They stay all day. Yeah. Uh, Coco Spectre's got speed. If she happened to find the front, she can she yeah. can run a big race. It's a really wide open affair. And again, don't. it's hard to know. If, if Saldana, Saldana found her best form, and I think she will lead. Mm-hmm. So I think Judy Hurley, another week, I reckon Saldana, if she can recapture her best, she is the greyhound to beat and probably starts uh, the favourite in the race. But it's a really interesting race. I mean, I'd be on Saldana, but agree. Um, more run Bateman. If Master Chaos, if if he produces best over the staying trip, he'll be right up there as mm. well. It's race four on Thursday night, by the way, too. It would have been a great leg of the quaddy, Sean, but it's not. It's race four. Now, the state sprint final is race number six. Let's run through the box draw here. We've got Ebby Lamar in box one uh, for Colin Swain. Two is UDL for Lauren Harris. Three is Kenya Chase for Tony Rasmussen. Four is Gemtree Dynamo, Irene Riemann. Five is Fantastic Yankee, Elizabeth Chegia. Six is No Passengers for Tony Rasmussen. Seven is Dinah Adria, Lisa Rasmussen. And number eight is Come Home for Lisa Rasmussen. So the Rasmussens have half the field, Sean. They've got a great chance. Um, for mine, I'm in Ebby Lamar's corner because I just feel he's got that great box one record. I loved his run last week. He copped a little bump. He still finished hard. And I just felt on Thursday night he really gets his chance to win a real good race. I agree with you, Tim. Actually, um, I'm in your camp with Ebby Lamar. It, you know what you're going to get with uh, with him. Yeah. Um, he's drawn box one. He's got a great record from it. He's He, he can lead or he can sit off. Um, so he's going to be a big chance. With the other greyhounds, uh, Kenya Chase, again, don't exactly know where 
um, he's going to land from box three. He'd come out and, and blow them away in mm. the first section, but he hasn't really shown that. Yep. He can run home hard. The likes of Gemtree Dynamo, um, uh, he wants the rail, and he's at big odds. If he happened to begin well, I mean, he could be um, a big chance. Fantastic Yankee. Um, he's a speed dog. Again, a little bit disappointing in the heat last week. Thought he could go a bit quicker. Again, if he can run a 4.35 to the first post, he'll be a big chance of leading. But I think there's going to be a lot of pressure. Mm. There's good speed out wide. Uh, the Rasmussen um, uh, greyhounds from out wide, no passengers, Diana Adrian, come home. All have speed. Yeah. I think uh, come home's the interesting dog, Sean. <sighs> he ran third in the heat. I just don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I think there's a bit more to come with him. He's been drawing inside boxes, and I think box eight on Thursday night will give him some hope. I think there's two ways this race will unfold. Either Ebi Lamar holds them out from the inside and leads and wins, or she, or he gets cramped early by the outside speed of boxes five, six, seven, eight, and he gets shuffled back. Now, if that happens, I do feel come home comes right into it, and I think he might be able to finish off over the top of some of those other speedsters. So I'm with Ebi Lamar, but I'm respecting number eight come home. And as I said, it's a wonderful race. Can you chase? If it gets any luck, it's going to be there. It's ran 29.63 around Angle Park before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a... a, a a great effort by all trainers to get their dogs there, and anyone, any greyhound that does win, um, mm. it, it won't come lightly. So they've done it; they'll have done a good job yep. to have won. Um, but again, uh, I'm with Abby Lamar. I think you're going to get the consistency of that greyhound, um, and so I think it's the greyhound to beat. And it'll be a great training performance by Colin Swain um, to get that greyhound off to the nationals. But whoever does win will be representing SA mm. just on uh, Thursday night. Um, as you mentioned, races four and six for our feature finals. Um, on Sky 2, it'll be a two-hour block out for all the feature finals across Australia and New Zealand. Right. Um, and so that's why they're positioned a little bit differently mm. um, uh, this week. Um, but every state final will be run pretty much, you know, five minutes after each other in yep. a two-minute block. So... All on Sky 1, but also on Sky 2, you'll get the full coverage. There'll be on-track hosting yep. um, at each state level. So it's a great concept of the Nationals and really showcases um, one of the great races on the uh, of the Greyhound calendar. It's a great initiative, Sean. I was involved in this last year, and uh, it certainly gave a perspective of each state final uh, from the race caller or the on-course announcer, whoever's doing the, the job this year. But um, it gave a real uh, a strike on the race itself of, of who we thought was going to win the event, and it gives the punter that sitting at home the opportunity to sit there and uh, and look at the field and, and work out their bets, but uh, a bit more of a perspective on each of those two finals on Thursday night. So good luck with that at uh, Angle Park Thursday. Um, an interesting dog there on Thursday is Sir Traculin. He gets out over the 600 on Thursday night. I've been waiting for this dog to hit that sort of distance. He looks cherry ripe for that sort of trip, doesn't he? He does. Um Box seven in race five. Um, he's going to be back towards uh, the tail of the field, but uh, he's a lightly raced customer. But, yeah, he's just been rocketing home in his races. Mm. And uh, he's in this race. I mean, he went through the Champion Puppy Series, and we saw Miss Breakout win the Champion Puppy, and she's had a couple of runs over 600. She's in this race as well. So a really a good race to watch. Um, over the 600, Miss Breakout's drawn eight, Sir Tracklin drawn seven, take on some really high-quality mm. customers, race five. But, yeah, I mean, he's an exciting type. Again, you'd like to see him over the staying trip as well when he gets a bit more experience. Yeah, my best on the program. 
program, Sean. I made in the last race 10, number five, Webelette Queen. I've, I felt that she's ready to win. She finds a winnable race there on Thursday night. She's been matching it with some of the best over the last two or three weeks. And I think this is a slight class drop for her on Thursday. You'll have to wait to the last, but I think she'll be up there on the pace. And if she runs the best time that she can of 29.91, well, there's nothing else in that race that will run anywhere near that time. So I thought she was the best race 10, number five. What did you like? Yeah, well, I like the first uh, race one, number one, American Man uh, for Lisa Rasmussen. Has drawn off the track last uh, last start. Was a very big run in running second. Drawn box one. Yarrandale for Cambucha was very impressive mm. when it's when it's maiden first up. Went really quick quick um, second section but I think American Man can sit just off Yarrandale who does look the leader um, and be able to run Yarrandale down so American Man's the best for me race one number one on Thursday night all right you're with race one number one I'm in the last race 10 number five that was the preview and that's brought to us by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings search at the dogs and get on board that's on Twitter and as always gamble responsibly the interview. Yeah, the interview this week is Colin Swain, one of our local uh, greyhound trainers here in South Australia, and he's about to join us on the Dogcast. Uh, how are you, Colin? Uh, good, thanks, Tim. And morning to you and Sean. Yeah, good morning, uh, Colin. Colin, uh, you're our interview this week, of course, here on the Dogcast, and uh, you've got a massive uh, role to play in the uh, the final of the uh, the Nationals on Thursday night. Ebby Lamar, of course, uh, your star performer at the moment. Uh, how's he going? Uh, quite well, actually. And yeah, drawn, drawn well, so uh, we just got to hope we can use the box. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll touch on him in a moment. Uh, Colin, let, let's mm-hmm. take us back through your career. You've had some great dogs in the time that you've been involved in greyhound racing. Look, I've known you for a long time now, and you've always had you know, the one or two greyhounds in the kennel, but uh, looking back through some of your record, uh, obviously Mr. RJ's a, a real special dog to you. He, he won over 60000 didn't he? He did, certainly did, yes. And, and what was his cost? I rem- remember you telling me one day at Angle uh, Park. We, yeah, we paid 500 bucks for him. Oh, what what a bargain. Unraced at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. what a bug. And, and did you think when you got him, you were going to win as many races as you did with him? Uh, no, the guy that I bought him off guaranteed win races, but uh, not as many as he did, no. Yeah, and what's he doing with himself? Is he on your couch at the moment? No, no, he's out at uh, Ray Instons waiting to go into Gap. Um, okay, all right. And uh, mm-hmm. what about some other dogs that you've had? Senny uh, Tony and Senny Rob, they were good dogs. They won over $20,000 yeah. each. Yeah, yeah, they were very handy dogs. I had another one called Phil's Pride, who was pretty handy. Yeah. Um, uh, was the other Amber's ace? Yep. Ran second in the uh, one of the national distance finals. <laughs> nearly nearly qualified to go over. So I'm hoping to make it one better this year. And, and what got you? What got you into greyhound racing, Colin? Um, as I said, I've uh, known you for a while. Yeah, we used to live across the road from uh, Fred Richards, who used to be the judge mm-hmm. at Angle Park many years ago. And he had a few dogs, and it sort of got me into when I was about oh, twelve years old. I think it was. So it's been a long time. And you're training out at Paralawi still? Yes, at Paralawi. Yep, so just a couple of dogs in the kennel at the moment, or is there a bit more than that? No, it's four. Four in total? Yes. All right, okay. You're on the uh, on the horizon for, for other dogs, or is four enough? No, no, four's enough. It's just finding the, finding the ones that can run. That's the key to it all. Yeah, that is the key. And uh, I know you and I have had mm-hmm. many discussions about finding them. And uh, you found Ebby Lamar. Now, tell us about how you got Ebby Lamar. Well, that was through the owners of uh, a dog I had a while uh, last year, which is Fantastic Joey, mm-hmm. which is I got him through Damien Bates. Damien Bates was a friend of the owners in Sydney, and he was having a baby at the time, and he put them on to me, and since then uh, they've been the owners of me. And 
Yeah. Uh, they bought him from the owners in, uh, or the actual breeder that bred him. They bought him through him in Sydney. I think Daly's had him and had about five starts. And I think run one placing or something. Mm. Have, uh, have you, but, I've, I've, I've turned him around. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. <laughs> you, cer- you certainly have. Whatever you're doing with him, Collins, work. Because he strung together, I think, going back a month ago. He had about five or six wins in a row, didn't he? Yeah, he won six in a row. He's won. He's actually probably leading Graham of the year at the moment anywhere in Australia with 16 wins mm. this year. Mm. And let's talk about the final there on Thursday night. You've come up with box number one. I went back and watched his replay of the heat last night, and uh, I thought he really finished off really hard. And I think if he didn't get that slight bump on the home corner, he might have got closer to the leader. Yeah, he would have, yeah. The four came underneath the, uh, I think it was the seven in between us, if I remember right, and uh, just took the back, pushed the back legs of that, and it took his back legs... And took his momentum. Otherwise, I think he would have got very close to beating the winner. Yeah, when he had box one, I think, last time, he really shoved up early from the inside. And, and looking at this field, I think he's a good chance of potentially leading Colin. Yeah, I think he can hold out the, the two, three, and four. It's well the outside, you know, jump as good as they can. Look, if the five jumps like he can, you know, a few weeks ago, or a month ago or so when he was running, uh, he would definitely lead. But uh, I'm hoping to sit on the pace. That's what I'm hoping to do. And if I do, well... He'll be finishing over the top, I'm hoping. Yeah, well, the th- I think the thing that you've got in your favour is Ebi Lamar doesn't have to lead to win. We've seen him come from behind, and uh, he can win just as well from behind as he can out in front. Oh, he can, yeah. I'll give him a couple of 600s to try and strengthen him up a bit as well, and he he ran them out reasonably good. I was quite happy with those runs. So, yeah, the strength's there, and he does jump reasonably good and loves the fence. So. Yeah, well, Colin, congratulations on making the final with Ebi Lamar. Um, Thanks, Sean. Um, so obviously when the box draw was conducted um, and you drew box one, it must have been well, obviously the best box for Ebi Lamar because um, he is undefeated from box one. He's won three from three. Oh, he is, yes. <laughs> yes, let's hope it continues, Sean. <laughs> will, will this be your biggest thrill, Colin, winning the, the national uh, final? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be. I've, I've run second in a couple of cups, you know, Gawler Cup, I think it was, and uh, you know, I was represented in the, the Adelaide Cup with a dog. Yeah, I made a derby, and that's what he was Tony, I mm. think it was at the time. Mm. Yeah, so you know, to, to win this would be a, yeah, be great. Do you get a bit that's nervous? Good. Do you get a bit nervous, Colin? Uh, not really, no, no. no. No, it's just another dog race. I try and take it as that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Good way of thinking, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, for this race, more up to the dog than me. I, I just prepare him and get him to where I stand. You know, I think he should be right, and you know, it's simply up to the dog then. And he's, everything I've asked of him, he's done, so I can't complain the way the dog's going, for sure. No, well, you've got a great chance. Box one there on Thursday night, Colin. Best of luck. We hope you can get the, the result go your way and uh, continue to uh, train the winners here in SA. Okay, thanks very much. Thanks, Colin. Colin Swain there, no. our interview here on the Dogcast. Okay, thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Dogcast. Uh, our next episode will be in a couple of weeks on the 20th of August as we preview the Group 1 National Championships at Cannington and WA. And we hope to see you at the track soon. It's a big week for Greyhound Racing this week. We've got the uh, Sprint Championship final and the distance this Thursday night at Angle Park. Thank you.